green roads. You probably know by now that DNVR is a huge supporter of CBD, and as a consumer, you must find the product that works best for you. Green Roads has hooked us up with some incredible products, and we want to share our experience with you. Green Roads has over 30k five-star reviews. That's 30,000, and you can use code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. They're an amazing place, the number one privately held CBD company in the U.S. by market share. They have award-winning products across the board. They were founded and formulated by pharmacists and even have QR codes on all of their packaging, which link to independent lab test results so you know exactly what you're getting every single time and they have a massive selection including oils topicals edibles beverages and more so whatever it is you're looking for green roads has you covered visit them today and remember to use that dnvr20 code to get 20 percent off your entire purchase DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, your number one sportsbook app out there. Use code DNVR. We are officially back. Dr. Dubs is in the house for so many reasons tonight. Obviously, the Avalanche win. AJ's losing his mind already. Oh my god, I hadn't seen the Burroughs Bukestad fight till just now. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 That's a big dub right there. Burroughs beat the life out of a man tonight. Oh my god, that's, that He's, is incredibly funny. Pete cold cocked him first shot. <laughs> just put him on his heels. <laughs> Plenty of other reasons for Dr. Dubs to be in the building. First of all, we're back on our main YouTube channel. We're also live on our second one, just to remind you all. But come to the main YouTube channel. Come watch us back where we belong. It's all sorted out. And also, shout out to Brandon Watson and his daughter winning the tournament out in Utah for the under-12 Lady Rough Riders, getting the job done. Congratulations on that win. Lots of cubs out here. Do feel like Brandon Watson probably did not play a major role in the on ice victory itself. (laughs) If he did, I mean, props to getting around the rules on that team. (laughs) But shout out to his daughter for the dubs. Lots of dubs. Yo, Coors Field getting the All Star game. Yeah, there's another dub. Put the dubs down. All right. I only only mentioned it because Drew's in the chat. So dubs everywhere. (laughs) Catch them all over the place. Catch them. Oh god! That's, sorry, that was that was truly incredible timing that I caught the replay of that fight just as we were just as we were going live. Oh shit, that's good stuff. Yeah, uh, that's a, that's so embarrassing. If you're a big like, that's like last year when Val Nachushkin got into that fight and just got punched a bunch, and we were like, oh, so he can't do that. Okay, cool. Like he's he's just a big guy that looks scary. He's not actual scary. And for Nick Bukestad, who, like, fights, like, a decent amount of time, for him to for him to have just gotten beat down by a guy he's absolutely never heard of is incredibly funny. <laughs> he got fed some knuckle sandwiches right there, a lot of them, and then some uppercuts there, too, as well. That essentially sums up the season series between Avs and Minnesota at this point, that fight. <laughs> Yeah, you could honestly, your pregame meme uh, in two days could just be a video of that fight, and <laughs> it'd just be as wild season series like. <laughs> it's been. I mean, Dumbo was kind of leading the charge there. He was he was on one tonight too. He was a little pissed out there, just flying around, taking cheap I mean, shots at guys. 
look like that was that was Minnesota's best shot that they've given Colorado this year outside yep. of the six to two win. And when you've played seven games against each other and these dudes are just force feeding you L's left and right, <laughs> it's just like I'm honestly like the, this is just the pride kicking in where they just get pissed. Yeah. Colorado has run away with three of their wins in the series. They just about ran away with this one. Yeah. A, a late period push, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, some, some, some things that you knew were going to happen. You knew Grubauer was going to have an off night. You knew the PK, like the PK's results have not matched the PK's underlying numbers at all this year. Because their underlying numbers on the PK are just, they're okay. Like, they're they are not terrible. They're just okay. And they, they have been top of the league, like top of the table all season long in the PK. Yep. So that's, that's, that's regression that we've been kind of waiting for. Like, the PK to either lose them some games or a situation like this. They give up a couple of power play goals against, and... It, they they get through it. They well, win the game. I think for them to for them to lose the special teams battle, get a get get Grubauer's worst night in a month, and yep. it not not to not to pin all of the goals on him or say it was all his fault or anything, but to have those happen on the same night, and they still the get that dub yeah. against a team that had just <laughs> that had won eleven home games in a row, and to still win in regulation, like. That's the kind of shit where you just throw your hands up and you're like, what do you do? What do you say? If you're Vegas, you're looking at this and you're like, everything went perfectly tonight. The Avs, if, if I could have gone, if Vegas could have gone in tonight with the Avs having, knowing that they the Avs would lose the special team battle and Grubauer would give up more than three goals, they would have absolutely felt wonderful about their chances to catch up in the standings. Instead, all they did was keep pace. Like yeah. that's that is, and when you start to break it down and you start to look at some of these goals individually, you look at it and you're like, look, puck puck luck really was not on Colorado's side on this one. The the little bounces here and there is why Grubauer gave up four. Yep. So it <laughs> it was it was a it was a best case scenario in a lot of ways for both Minnesota and Vegas tonight. And they both lost. They both lost what they wanted. Like Vegas obviously yeah, smoked. Vegas St. put Louis. a stomping down, yeah. But also Billy Huso's best performance he... was all for naught, and now he's back. <laughs> that was tough. Still time for them to give him a six by six, too. So would you um, say uh well, go ahead. I was gonna say I, I just wanted to kind of uh Talk about something that we talked about this weekend. Do you think the dads played well on the team tonight? Landy had a point. Sod had a point. Yeah. Yeah, yep, yep. yeah, I mean, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's look this up. I just want to see uh, how my prediction went. I mean, you know, obviously. Well, guys had points tonight, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel like, I, feel like, I feel like this was a good night for both dads and bachelors alike. <laughs> Sammy needs to uh, Sammy needs to call up the girl and check if there's a bun in the oven or something because yeah. he was great tonight. <laughs> oh my! That pass to McKinnon at the beginning of the second period was unreal. <laughs> what, do you, what do you do against that? Like, I like, legitimately, how do you defend a team that can make that pass to a guy who can skate like McKinnon? I don't know how you stop that. Well, first of all, no. you don't have Jordan Greenway marking McKinnon in the center of the ice. <laughs> like, Jordan Greenway is a fine two way player, to be honest, a, a guy that would be a perfect fit for what Colorado really needs if he was available. But that's not the guy that you want. I mean, if he was, okay, put him in Colorado. Colorado's playing Edmonton. Is he the guy marking Carter McDavid in the middle of the ice? Hell no. Nope. <laughs> that's not what you want. That's just the abs taking advantage of Minnesota in a in a good matchup. Yeah. Like, and that's that's where, again, this is where the abs, why, why have the abs gone on this streak? It's a lot to do with their best players are bringing it every single night. And yeah. Even even when they're 
just okay or they just get, you know, hey, they give you two goals. Well, your depth is is stepping up and giving you goals here and there too. So, I mean, they are they're not they're not messing around right now. They're getting production from all over the lineup. We talked about their scoring woes in the bottom six, kind of kind of continuing here. Um, that fourth line, it like There's- decent decent energy and all that, but yeah, it definitely it definitely has taken a step back. Uh, with the O'Connor injury because they're now playing two NHL players instead of three on that line. So it's taken a little bit of a step back, but, you know, not to the point where you're you're having too much of a problem with it. Although if you're a fourth-line guy, you can't be taking penalties in the third period and letting teams climb back mm-hmm. into shit. Also, yeah. if you're Ryan Graves, just knock it off, dude. That's uh, that's pretty simple. That's pretty simple <laughs> advice right there. <laughs> he's, got, he's, he's got he's got better in his game. We've seen it. This was this was the bad. This was a bad night. Yep. This was a bad yeah, night awesome. with a dumb penalty in a big situation. Just 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 self defeating. Not smart hockey at the end there. Yeah. And Brian Graves' success as an NHL player lives and dies on hockey IQ. And if he's going to take dumb penalties, at some point, Bowen Bowen Byron's going to play on this trip. And it might not be Jacob McDonald's. (laughs) Don't give him him a reason to look at you. Don't give give the coach reason to think about it. I mean, look, Kyle Burrows just beat the pants off of a human being in this hockey game. So as, as comical as that was, and I repeat my opening show giggles, do we have any other thoughts on like Kyle Burrows, the defenseman? Did- Not really. He got he made roasted on a play where Jacob McDonald totally sold him out with an awful pinch, and Burakovsky yeah. kind of half-assed the back coverage. Yeah, but Yo, he was kind of covering his guy though too. Yeah. yeah, he did make some nice plays in the defensive zone though too. On the you know he had some nice breakout passes and things of that nature. Nothing where it's like oh you know he should stay in the lineup, but he definitely. He was doing what he should be doing out there. Yeah, there was nothing. There was nothing that says when Bowen Byram is yeah. ready to go that Kyle Burrows oh, yeah. needs to be in the lineup. No chance. I don't think yeah. I, they yeah. played him six minutes and seventeen seconds. So, so he didn't yeah. even play that much in the third period either, because like I think he was pretty close to five going in at Dude, the got, second intermission. I have a serious problem with some Bedner, some Jared Bedner usage that's developing here. There's some weird stuff on the defense, especially. There's some it's weird de- stuff. It's really it's okay. So it's defensively with the throughout the game usage. Um, like Jacob McDonald makes a, a bad pinch, but this guy has given you way too much good hockey for you to be dicking around with it, giving him sub ten minutes. And yeah. you, I tweeted it out tonight too. This is their ninth game in fifteen days, and and you saw it in the first period. That defense, Devon Taves had nothing. In that first period, there was no legs. He played half the game. Yeah, ended up playing twenty nine yeah. minutes and forty six seconds. So, yeah, and then the other usage that I kind of don't love here that so you have an offensive zone faceoff with six seconds or whatever, you're going to win the game. Why are you setting out your top line? Yeah, same thought. You, have, you, you know it's going to break down. You have you brought up Liam O'Brien because you love the way that he punches people and you love his physicality <laughs> and you love his snarl and you love his like big brother protecting little brother in the playground energy that he brings. Why is he not the guy on the ice with six seconds left? Ryan Hartman is out there purely looking to stir some shit up. That's it. That's why Ryan Hartman's on the ice. So if that's the case, why are you throwing your top line out there? We trying to win the face off and score a goal off of it. <laughs> like it just seems. Even even then, Belmar's your best face off guy anyway. So. <laughs> it's like just throw throw your fourth guys out there. If they want to stir some shit up, then you have the guys out there that you want accidentally breaking a hand on a guy's helmet. Man. <laughs> you know, like getting stepped on in a scrum or whatever, whatever like nonsense was about to occur with six seconds to go. Why is Liam O'Brien not on the ice for that? It is literally the selling point. Yep. It is why he's on the team. Another 
another weird point, not with the defense, but Liam O'Brien played 527 tonight. He picked up on a, yeah. he got a point tonight and he still only played five minutes and 27 seconds. Anyone at the AHL tweener level is going to look fine in five and a half minutes of hockey. You have to do something. You like. You have to work hard to be bad in that. Yeah, time. you have right. to have like what I what I talked about in our last show, the Sheldon drives like nightmare game. Right. You have you're to on the really the mess game. it up to play that <laughs> few minutes. Take multiple penalties. Like you really have like a a disaster of a night. So, and it's it's just in this year especially seeing that stands out even more. Knowing every minute counts especially with the road trip the Avs have coming up that just started here. You need to find guys minutes to rest where they can instead of grinding some of these dudes to paste. A significantly bigger problem on the defensive side. There's only Ranton and hit the 20-minute mark for the forwards. But, yeah, it's it's weird usage to say the least. Uh, yeah, you're going to... They're they're but, gonna have to start yeah they're gonna have to start ramping that down right before uh, the playoffs start here like you got to start resting guys and you know giving some guys some uh, bigger expanded role and see what they have because it's not guaranteed that in the playoffs that everyone's just gonna be healthy and you're just gonna roll through right like there's gonna be some adversity that pops up and you're gonna want to have those players you know have some of that ice time to have an understanding of what they're going to have to bring, especially in the playoffs, because everything just gets ratcheted up, right? Like it's not like a regular season game there. So you might as well start getting those guys kind of used to seeing some of that ice and get those players out there. Basically. I mean, look, there's still a battle as to what position teams end up when win in this division, but the division is kind of over. Like, Colorado and Vegas are making it for sure. They've created a significant separation from Minnesota now with this win yeah. tonight. Well, and Minnesota's 10 points ahead of San Jose. Like right. they're they're not even yeah. close to falling out of it. It's St. Louis, San Jose, and Arizona deciding who's gonna be fourth team in. Yep. Who's who's Colorado's sacrificial lamb in round one? Pretty much. That's- Would you if, if you're Arizona at the deadline right now, are you even messing with trying to add at the deadline just to go and get waxed in the first round? Dude, they should sell. They should just keep building. Because should they, should no they sell or should they just should they just say, hey, we value a playoff back to we could say back to back playoff appearances? Let's do this thing. There's no reason you can you can sell and still make the playoffs. I'm just saying, like if, if you sell and you miss the playoffs and you know, you you already have a fan base that has a problem with your ownership group. You know, that's it pushes it the wrong way, right? Yeah, I'm not saying necessarily buy. You. I'm just saying if they sell and then miss the playoffs I by mean, two points, it's going to feel bad, right? They definitely shouldn't buy. If they want to stand pat, fine, yeah. but they should not buy. Uh, we can take our first period break there as we're brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Got myself a Hot Peak IPA right here. Check that out. Also check out their 15 can seltzer packs, which have a bunch of amazing flavored seltzers that are a little bit too good and will definitely get you drunk. So highly check out the Breck Brew line of products. Also head on down to the DNVR bar where you can get Breck Brew on tap. And, of course, we are also brought to you by Gabby Insurance, G-A-B-I dot com slash D-N-V-R to check them out. They save the average user $961 on insurance when it comes to home and auto. You can go there and get a check for absolutely free, super easy, super fast. They just want to show you what the best insurance is, even if it's not necessarily from them. So take a look today, save yourself a ton of money, and get in on it at Gabby Insurance. Of course... Also, when you save all that money, you can go buy Breck Brew, or you can go sign up for an annual subscription over here at DNVR. It's a fantastic time to do it. You get, first of all, a free t-shirt to go with it, because why not? That's along with the amazing coverage that all of our beats bring you. But on top of that, you can also get a holistic stick if you sign up today. You know, we love our DNVR CBD products over here. So 
If you need to take a look at some of that, you can sign up for the annual subscription. Get your holistic wellness stick today, which can help out with many aches and pains, as I've talked about before. And when you love it, you can go to holisticwellness.com and get 30% off when you use code DNVR30. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We have Evan Rowell coming on to talk to us about a locker room. Evan, what what is the feeling there? I can't imagine the Avs are happy with the way that third period played out, but at the same time, they're on a 15-game point streak. So, Yeah, I think they don't feel like they let up. I think they more just you know took some dumb penalties that let the Wild get back into it. Bednar specifically pointed out the uh, Graves penalty at the end. He said that was just – there's no need for that when you have support coming back. So, um, yeah, they – they weren't happy with their first period and they came out in the second period and played the way I, I looked at the fancy sets. It was ridiculous in the second period, just how dominant they were. But yeah, I mean, everyone, the big thing about the post game was, Oh, Kyle Burroughs, look at that fight. So apparently he's, they called him Rocky Balboa son after the <laughs> fighter, something like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, <laughs> I did not die. Somebody said they thought I died. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, everyone, I think that it's more just the bad penalties at the end that let the Wild back in. What they scored on a couple power plays right after the penalties. So yeah, they had control of the game and they let them back in. That's what they felt like. What, what a, is everyone else's feel the same way? Because look, the scoreboard was close at the end, but it never felt out of the Avs' hands. Obviously, the Graves penalty made it closer than it needed to be, but even then it didn't feel like there was much worry in that team. No. And that's actually something that Bednar was asked was, you know, your team has not really had an off night in a month, you know, after the first period, you know, what was the the message in the locker room? They're like, there was really no message. Like, I don't see any complacency in this team. Uh, we go about our business the same way. And yeah, it, they did not feel like, they were missing anything. And to me, that game never felt once it was five, two it was over. They scored a couple goals, but even at even strength, the Avs were still getting chances. It was just the penalties they took. Yeah. And, and I think that's the big takeaway too, is you take away all of the power plays in this game, all the special teams time. And the first period was a bit rough, but the second and third periods, the Avs were their usual monstrous selves at five on five. Minnesota just can't hang with them at five on five. So I have to I have to disagree with the Rocky Balboa comments though. I mean, <laughs> obviously it's Doc Holiday. I'm just looking at the dude. It's Doc Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Some boxing fans <laughs> down here. <laughs> he he didn't even look like Imaginary his, his hair boxing, was just guess, fine in the in the yeah. in the uh penalty box. His hair was not messed up at all. I guess that's what happens when you are the sixth defenseman on this team? You play five minutes a night, and you're not get tired. Yeah, it's it's part of the formula right now for the Av side. AJ talked about it a little bit earlier, but the weird usage at times for the Av's sixth defenseman, and, and in this game, their fifth defenseman too, and Jacob McDonald playing under ten minutes. But uh, I don't know. When you're on a 15 game point streak, you can't uh, you can't nitpick it that much, can you? <laughs> So it is what it is. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, I suppose. Uh, moving through the rest of this game, you saw, obviously, the elite version of Nathan McKinnon show up in the second period. That's uh, something Avs fans are extremely used to at this point. But that explosion of goals saw a little bit of everything. You saw pucks on net from outside. Calvert struggles with a rebound, and it's Andre Burakovsky, the man in the right position, doing some of those little things that we've asked more of him for over the last handful of games where it's been a struggle at times for him. Gets one, confidence there. Then you have the Brandon Sod goal on which he cross-checked the ever-living F out of Jared Spurgeon, but it's legal because you're in front of the net. <laughs> <laughs> it's a battle. <laughs> I, sure. I I enjoyed 
I enjoyed uh, Rycroft being like like breaking it down and being like it was it was really soft because Spurgeon was trying to play the puck with his skate and it was like <laughs> cross checks him in the back, man. Like, come on, yeah. let's just call a spade a spade. Said so they got lucky on it. Sod's doing exactly what he should be doing. They got lucky he didn't get called, and then he bangs home the goal, and they're all kind of like laughing about it. Nah. A, bit, a, a bit later, they called the baby soft cross check on Miko. And yeah, like, and it okay. really like really like beautifully illustrated the difference between cross check at center ice and cross check in front of the net. Yep, where one of them, oh, the officials are just like. Well, that guy's still alive, so it's fine. <laughs> and then the other one where they're just like, oh, hey, you could have hurt his hip if you had hit him a little harder, sir. <laughs> okay. The so, one in front of the net was great, hit. too. The one in front of the net was great, too, because he, like, he had time to look back like, what the fuck did you just do to me? <laughs> like, <laughs> as he's scoring and celebrating. <laughs> yeah. It was a weird game to say the least, but we, I don't think we need to touch on that one too more, too much more. Uh, and then the fourth goal for four straight unanswered in the second period, Kale McCarr, a little bit more puck luck is another deflected shot ends up getting a double deflection off the wild player. And then JT Comfer just getting a piece of it goes in. Those, those type of goals are huge, right? Yeah. When you're getting them, life is good. When you're not, life is frustrating. Yeah. Yep. You know, you're you're annoyed when you're not getting them because you're like, okay, well, what we have to just keep doing all these different things, and then it's just like, really, like, what you have to do is get get a little bit lucky. Like, that's what those deflection goals are. It's great hand-eye coordination, but it's a hundred percent. I'm just putting my stick into a position here, and I'm trying to. I'm, I'm hoping that the puck hits it in just the right way to find its way past the goaltender. It's it's it blows my mind that it's such a huge part of hockey because it's the only thing in baseball or in baseball and all of sports that I think is just like pure luck based where you're just like, I'm going to try and do a thing, hope that I get lucky. And it's just like accepted as a part of it. Imagine if like baseballs weren't round. And like errors on shortstops were like, yep, those just happen sometimes. Yeah, well, and it's like not his fault. Like, like, like bunts. Like, if, you, if they had no idea what a bunt was gonna do, yeah, you know, like you're if, trying to, you're just like you're putting the bat out there, and you're just like, oh, we'll just we'll just see how this goes. Bunts move like knuckleballs, and it's just like, what is going on? Yeah, where you're just like, yeah, we'll just see. I just like when you're when you're getting those things, it's great. Like. The hand-eye coordination is absolutely like that's for, that's totally for real. That's not a luck thing. Yeah. But how the how the puck, what the puck does after it's been deflected, you're, you can you're, you can you have that, generalities on you, that. You, you have that yeah, you all have day stuff. long, but you you are getting lucky with how, where that thing, especially like your back is turned, you don't know where the goaltender. Like don't don't tell me that you can. It's why you don't see guys repeat like 12 deflection goal seasons. Like, <laughs> like Joe Pavelski's made like a career out of it, right? And it's like maybe a quarter of the goals that he scored in his career. Yep. Like you, you could... it's it's 100% a skill in terms of the hand-eye coordination. But what happens when that thing gets deflected is is not. On you, you basically like you basically have two chance. Like you have two. Like it's either going to go up higher. You're going. You're shooting to tip it higher, or you're tipping it lower. Right. Those are the two things you can basically control. And then from there, it's just like <clears throat> half the time it's not even going to hit the net. You know, depending on how far out from the net you are. <laughs> well, like Did, I watch. I've watched Landis Cog practice it after practice for years. He stands there in front of it and. Like with no goaltender and and no no defense, you look amazing at it. And then you start throwing, yeah. you start throwing game yeah. elements in there, and you're just like, it's it's one of the reasons why uh, my favorite tip in goal maybe ever was the Landeskog one in New Jersey a couple of years ago where he was falling down. Part of his hat trick one, yeah. yeah. And he just and he just yolos his stick out while he's getting knocked down, and it just goes off his stick and in, and you're just like. 
That's that's both incredible and incredibly funny. <laughs> did Comper actually touch that? Like, I know yeah. that he's yeah, credited he for the goal. Yeah, okay. definitely did. Yep. Yeah. Unlike that other one, Once Upon a Time, but the Rangers overtime goal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would so, also just like to say Joe Thornton had a tip against the Avs one time uh, where he was skating. He was cutting from the corner and going to the front of the net, and he put his stick behind him. Yep. And it deflected off of his blade, and it went into the puck-sized hole. <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm assuming it was Marley in net, but I just I just remember laughing my ass off because I was like, he could spend they they could they could try that they five thousand pucks and he wouldn't be able to do that again. Oh yeah. yeah. Gotta it be careful just, talking about Joe Thornton's tip though. It was just so 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 perfect, <laughs> and I just thought it was incredible. Make sure he hasn't scored four goals that night. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> in, in Joe Thornton's career, that's never been a concern. <laughs> anyway, Evan, uh, what what is your take on the on the downsides of this game? Because you know we kind of talked about the PK being weak, the goaltending uh, not necessarily weak, but certainly not Grubauer's best game. How how harsh are you going to be in the grades tonight? Um. Well, I think people. I know Berkey had a goal and assist. I still thought he was bad, mm-hmm. and I think he's been bad for a while now. Yep. But the points are starting to come, so it looks like it. But yeah, the, and Kadri's getting a lot of shots on net, but he's trying to dance through everybody, and it's starting to get a little annoying. Um, that second line has just been a really inconsistent for me. Um. And I think Bednar said so after the game as well, that he, he thought they were just okay. Uh, and then beyond that, I, I think Gerard and Makar kind of carried the defense tonight because I thought that was maybe Devon Taves' worst game of the year, at least to me. He, and I saw that he played 30 minutes. I think he just looked like that. Uh, the goal that went in off his skate, he had a chance behind the net to get the puck, and he just looked like he didn't have the energy to make a play there. And then, you know, he got in a battle in front of the net and went off his skate. But he just looked tired most of the night. And I think, you know, he's going to have off nights. But, you know, Makar and Gerard were probably the two lone bright spots on the defense. And, I, I mean, Burroughs had some decent moments considering he only played like six minutes. All right. So, not not too bad, all in all, considering the Avs gave up four goals in this game. I'd... <laughs> I, should we just bury this hatchet? Like one bad game from Grubauer means nothing. Yeah, and, and I don't even really want to get like too much into like it was a bad game. Like I, I don't think it was that I, bad. I, for him, I think I think it was an. I think to say it was an off night is fair, and to say that he was a little unlucky is also fair. You yep. know, like the the third, like the, the the goal that goes off Taves. Like, yeah, what's he gonna do? Yeah, like what are you, what are you asking him to do differently there? Sure. I think that's fair, but you know, I don't, I don't love the first goal against like a, you know, I understand it's a centering pass and like a one-timer. It's, it's not, it's not a particularly special shot that beat him though. Yeah. Just... And I'm like, I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not out here like, well, Grubauer should have had that. I just, sure. you know, not, not calling it soft, not calling it a great goal. Just, you know, it's one of those ones that happens and, it's one where I think if Grubauer is totally locked in, he probably stops that. I, he stops it even before, right? Because it he makes the initial – he stops the pass with his paddle. Yeah. But he doesn't <laughs> sweep it to the corner. He just kicks it right out to the slot. Yeah, yeah and that was that was the bad luck involved in it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah if it was a split second sooner, it's going you know, back over basically into the corner instead of straight out to the guy's stick. Yeah. Yeah. The second goal, I thought for a second, I was like, wow, did Hartman really like mean to like fake shot and then dump it over to Buke's head? And then I saw the replay. I was like, why, why did I think Ryan Hartman was doing that on purpose? Yeah. Ryan Hartman. Again, like bad luck there because if that guy, if that guy, like you'll take your chances with Ryan Hartman shooting on that break. Yeah. Like, yep. I trust Gravy. I trust Gravy has this thing. Mm-hmm. And for it to have gone that way where it was like, it's nice, nice improv there by Hartman, but <laughs> that you know, in the future, he might remember that and be like, maybe I shouldn't shoot this and <laughs> make a 
make a different decision next time, maybe. Yeah, well, and then that was the last time Nick Bukestad had fun in the game because Kyle Burrow yeah. beat it out of him. <laughs> Immediately <that>. destroyed <laughs> him for uh, wanting to start something. So, Which, hey, by the way, a guy, a sixth defenseman for one of their only offensive players going that night. Worth every time, yeah. Good trade-off. <laughs> All right. We can take our second period break there as we are brought to you guys by DraftKings Sportsbook. One of my favorite tournaments of the year is coming up. And that is the Masters down at Augusta. I know I'm weird for liking watching golf, but I'm into it. Of all the, it's weird that it's the Masters in particular (laughs) that you're a fan of. I just like it. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It's one of my favorite golf tournaments. Head on down to DraftKings Sportsbook, and you can get amazing bets. 101 odds on the golfer of your choosing to finish in the top 10. They don't even have to win, and you get 100 to 1 odds on them in the top 10. If you feel like you've got a good read on somebody at the Masters, go sign up at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DNVR and make yourself a good bet. Of course, you can always bet on a bunch of other things as well, whether it be hockey, basketball, baseball, football. Evan's giggling about something. I see Blaze cracking up there too. Robot bikini racing. <laughs> That's what I saw. Oh, no. <laughs> DraftKings has got all wild stuff. I got to look for this. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting into that one. Yeah, you guys are joking, but it's really not that far off for some of the stuff that DraftKings has to bet on. Like, <laughs> you can really uh, you can get pretty wild with it. So, download the top-rated DraftKings sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR to get that one dollar to win a hundred-dollar bet on any golfer in the top ten for a limited time only. At DraftKings sportsbook must be twenty-one or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one 2 2 or I guess this is the third period, and also we are sponsored by Chevalier Mortgage. Both Mike and Virginia have been in the business for 15-plus years. Mike is a certified financial planner, so they will look at your whole picture when trying to find the best home loan for you. You can visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. Be sure to check it out today because you can not only get a free consultation from them, but also get signed up for a chance to win some free DNVR merch. They're great people, longtime sports fans here in Denver. It's awesome. Highly recommend you check them out. Supporting our partners is supporting us and they will hook you up great. So again, you can visit them at dnvrmortgage.com or you can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. And certainly last but not least, we are brought to you by ZoomCare. If you're one of those people that doesn't like actually going to the doctor, you can go to the doctor digitally now. You don't have to get out of your house. You don't have to wait at the doctor's office to see a visit. You just sign up, schedule a meeting. You show up. You give them their symptoms. They'll give you a diagnosis, tell you what's going on. You'll be all set from home. Super easy. Super awesome. Cannot recommend it enough. That's ZoomCare, Z-O-O-M-C-A-R-E.com. Head on over there today to get started to check it out. Most doctors on most plans are available through Zoom Care, so it's generally pretty easy to get in on that and see your doctor on your time. All right, third period you of the NVR Avalanche <laughs> podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Rudo, AJ, Evan, Blaze coming at you. This is something I've avoided saying on this podcast for the majority of this year. But the Avs are now on a 15-game point streak. And it's getting harder and harder for me not to tell people that this team is special. Because I look at this streak of games as well. Their bulk of their winning streak, they were just completely dominating teams, right? But even in their losses, they keep it to close games. They manage to get games to overtime. And now against St. Louis, they have a couple of close game wins that are in many ways deriving from their goaltending and defense. Here they come into Minnesota. They get a win based on their offense, even when their defense and goaltending has an off night. So it doesn't really matter what the recipe is. The Avs are winning. 
how many teams can do that? I think maybe one. <laughs> one other team. And I think they're struggling right now. But, yeah, it's it's not the way that they're winning. It's just that they're completely dominating the ice at even strength every single night. And even if they weren't winning, we'd probably have to look at the bigger picture and say they're going to be just fine. But the fact that they're doing this and winning – and picking up all these points is just, yeah. I think Bednar, you know, he said it in the post game himself that there's no complacency with this team. I think they understand that they are this good, and they're they have a good mix of they're having fun while also just going about their business every single night. Yeah, that could good be luck. understated, right? It's like they they have like they must have a great locker room right now as well. I mean, obviously, when things are going right, the locker room's uh, a pretty awesome place to be. When things are bad, you can tell the difference between a, a winning culture versus um, a team that just, you know, they just don't understand how to kind of get themselves back into it. But, like, the abs, like, tonight, again, come out kind of flat, go down 0-1. Something happened in the locker room because they came out and their pants were on fire for that second period, so... Well, I think I think what happened is we've heard them talk about this over and over and over this year. They set a standard for themselves, and it's a high standard. And the fact that we've seen them live up to that really high standard as often as they have means that they're comfortable doing it. And so when they have a period like the first period where they don't live up to that standard, they understand that. Like, at this point, Jared Bednar's job is finished. Like he's just he's, along for the ride at this seriously, point. Seriously, like he has set the tone. He's he's installed the systems. He's put the players on lines. All four lines work. All deep pairings work. Some of them to absurd degrees. He he could. I think at this point that guy could straight up set the lineup, go out, sit down on the bench next to them, bust out his Nintendo Switch, and just play Animal Crossing all game. <laughs> And curate his island. Just dick around on his island. And, well, that's and a sign of a good not coach, pay attention though. to it. And I think the team could run itself at this point. Yeah. Because he has set the tone for what they need to do. The leadership group has bought into the messaging. The one thing that I will say is frustrated as I've been about Burakovsky with the puck, without the puck, he's been killing it. The guy is fully bought in defensively. He's coming back hard. He's back checking. He's disrupting. And it's not just Burakovsky. Yeah. All 12 forwards are playing their asses off defensively, understanding that if they all work really hard together to get pucks out, they get to go do the fun shit at the other end. <laughs> and I think I think that they all just are on this. I, it's, it's, it's the super rare synergy that you see between a head coach and a leadership group, and just just an entire team, they're on the same wavelength. They don't have guys that are going up and down and look like misfits. As close as they have is probably Ryan Graves at this point, of their regulars. And even that guy, like, the hate for him gets a little bit overblown. But this dude, I think he he has them on lock. And I think, and I think he's had it like that most of the year. It's why Ruto and I were talking, you know, when they that night that they lost whatever game it was and they were in sixth place. Yeah. And chat was losing its freaking collective mind about how bad and disappointing and blah, 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 blah. And Ruto and I were like, look, they're they're outplaying their results right now. Well, right now they're not because they're not getting outplayed by anybody. Yeah. The only game that you could that you can really argue in this streak that they should have lost, they did. <laughs> and it was it was an overtime to Vegas on some bullshit. <laughs> so it was it, like they're really not outplaying their results right now. They're they're playing to their their results and their play are lining up. They are routinely smoking people. They are getting the results that that they deserve. Like this is it's. I don't know what to say anymore because this is extremely impressive. I keep waiting for it to end, yeah. but this I, is this is a special group doing a special thing that understands there's that this is not the goal. 
Like, this is a means to an end, and this is all good and well. Kicking the shit out of all these teams in the regular season is like, nah, happy fun time, right? But they know that this is this is all in service of preparing them to go through a gauntlet in the postseason where they're going to wax teams. The Avs are so consistently good right now that I'm consistently worried about what we're going to talk about on post-game podcasts. <laughs> I don't know what to write in post-game content anymore. I'm just like... Is this worse, or was the six months away from hockey banking podcast up worse? Um, the six months was so much worse. I mean, this is this is I. I don't I don't understand how anybody could ask for more from this club. Right. You look yeah. at the trade deadline, and it's like, what more could? Okay, so you want a guy that could maybe even out the minutes a little bit on defense, maybe two guys just to be safe. You want a backup goaltender. In case something bad happens to Grubauer, it's not even like, oh, we need to go address these positions because we we're bad here. This is our weakness here. Like Vegas right now has to be like low key shitting their pants because if Kelly McCrimmon is not watching the abs every single night, going, Jesus Christ, I don't know, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Like. Pierre-Luc Dubois already got traded. Eric Stahl already got traded. The centers are gone, bro. Where is he going to go? What is he going to do? What move is out there that puts Vegas on Colorado's level right now? Knowing that Vegas' number one advantage on Colorado is their backup goaltender. Because after that, what do you say? Colorado has the, the best defensive pairing in the NHL with Gerard and Taves. So Alex Petrangelo, the, the Alex Petrangelo thing, negated. Mark AJ. Stone, Nathan McKinnon has chewed up everybody for years now and is downright special and is on a completely different level and has actually shown up against Vegas. So Mark Stone negated. What does Vegas do? AJ, I know exactly what you say. Two words. Oh, boy. <laughs> I just, I don't, I, I have all the respect in the world for how good Vegas is, but from a Vegas person, I don't know what they do. I don't know how you prepare for a seven game series against the best version of Colorado. If you get like a, if you, if you get one that's got some injuries, obviously if you get a non-filled group hour version, like if, if they're playing really poorly, and they're getting C games out of I mean, the abs or whatever. Like, okay, that's one thing. But if Colorado's living its best life, and you you just have to plan for the postseason for that to be the case, what do you do? Is that this not the craziest part? Horror. Like, this isn't even the best version of Colorado. There is no Bond Byram. There is no Logan O'Connor. They're <laughs> they're playing their six. There's, well, that one's probably not coming back, at least in the regular season. But it, this team is insane. We're talking about Kyle Burrows, who is at best the 10th defenseman on their depth chart playing tonight and looking solid. And like, going positive in shot share. Right. Like, it's incredible. It's it's just so out of control right now. For I the don't, end. like... And like this, like look, there I am I am fully of the belief that whenever this streak ends, I don't at this point I'm just like whatever. Right. Whenever yeah. it whenever it stops, it stops. But there will be like a five and five stretch sometime after this. There will be that emotional letdown. They are still humans, they're not robots. Like they the it will happen at some point, right? You just hope it's not the first round. But <laughs> At this point, like you, they they have now gone. It's what is it? Sixteen games, fifteen games 15 is point streak, and then 15, the Arizona meme game. Yeah. P.S. Fifteen games is twenty six percent of this year's regular season that they just haven't lost in regulation. They've pulled points out of thirteen. And only have, and like and they, it's only the two losses. Yeah. <laughs> so we're talking of what thirty points. Yeah, 30 points, they have 28 <laughs> of the 30. I, like, I'm trying not to, I'm, I'm trying not to be like that, like, 
it, super homer guy it, that's like, I, oh my god, they're the best team in the world. They're unstoppable. Ah! <laughs> if the Avs have only played, if the Avs have only played this fifteen stretch, fifteen game stretch, they'd have more points than the Buffalo Sabers. <laughs> Significantly, uh, like I, I didn't pick those guys to make the playoffs, did I? <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I, picked, I picked Ottawa, so we're both we're both owning a bottom barrel team. Hey, hey, I picked Florida. To make it. Through, I, think. I, might, I might have to go back through my tweets because I think I said something, Evan. Like that's a very hot take. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not looking very good right now. Have they been officially eliminated yet? <laughs> they got oh, to get close. You can't. They can't be eliminated before the deadline, but it's pretty close. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's gotten to the point where every night I just nothing they do surprises me really. The one thing I would say the power play goal tonight was the first time in a while where I was just that like was that crazy. was. Yeah. I turned to my wife. I was like, that was crazy. Like that was they just made that look so so easy, and. That's just how good they've been the last month is they've just gone in there and they've dominated every team and just come away with points every single night. And, you know, I don't even know if AJ says they could go on a five and five streak here at the end and, you know, expect it. I don't know if that can happen because this division sucks. Like, I don't know yeah. if it's going to happen. It does. Yep. <laughs> yeah. The only like their schedule being really road heavy, I think it's like it's set up perfectly and them going against like absolutely desperate now all of a sudden san jose is a believer in themselves st louis, louis needs every point they can yeah, get st. yeah louis is gonna be desperate. turn that ship around it's like it, it, it they still have two games against vegas it's you know the, the anaheim game should be <laughs> that should Yo, be free. chat i see y'all talking about all of the people the avs need Go watch our uh, our other series here on YouTube on this channel, the new yeah. channel, the, or rather the main channel. If you're not subscribed, subscribe. You get updates for our live stuff, but also all of our other videos, which include we currently have three episodes out of the Avs Trade Deadline Frenzy, have four more coming before the deadline. So if you want the, uh, the info on who the Avs could, should, would be targeting, that's where you can find it. Highly recommend you go check that out. Then, Probably going to do another one, too. Yeah, there's a good chance we add some more stuff to that. So there you go. It's right there, up in the up in the uh, the playlist. One three three seven. That was done on purpose. Yep, definitely. We're definitely elite confirmed. <laughs> so yeah, highly recommend you check out that series. Any? Let's move into final thoughts here because. The the formula is pretty simple. It doesn't matter how the bread gets made, but the bread is better on the Avalanche side than whatever the bread of the other team has, right? The fell apart quickly. Yeah, it did. <laughs> that, that, that metaphor fell apart. All right, so if you're at a bread competition... <laughs> if you're running down a hill chasing a wheel of cheese... That... Should be on DraftKings. Oh my god, that I would bet is, so much money on that. That stuff is <laughs> tremendous to watch. <laughs> Low key I, favorite sport in the world. <laughs> Love to see it. Blaze was such a fan. <laughs> yeah, he's him. like, I'm out. I'll see you. Uh, final thoughts. Thought, yeah. My final thoughts. When they said on the Altitude broadcast that the season series with Minnesota ends on Wednesday, I was just like, Oh, thank God. Like no more. finally, these series are coming to the end because I'm so sick of all of these teams. Oh, see, I'm not tired of I'm not tired of like L.A. and Anaheim because yeah, it feels like they've been spread out properly. Oh, I'm, I'm also not tired of St. Louis, but we will be. That's well, coming. I, I went soon. to all the Anaheim games this month and <laughs> at Ball Arena, so I am very sick of watching that stupid team. So t- Vegas, I'm not sick of because those are actually entertaining, even games, and it's good hockey, but. And when they said the Minnesota series is over on Wednesday, I was like, oh, I'm so happy. I think Anaheim, Anaheim might went, end on Friday, too. Minnesota whatever, so. uh, Minnesota just feels to me like the total poser wannabe tough guy hockey team that really isn't. <laughs> and every time the Avs drop a hammer on them, they're like, oh, now we got to goot it up. Well, it's like six seconds left and like the puck goes in the corner and it was like. Just end the game, dude. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> 
what tone are you setting in a season series that's five one and one tough guy? Especially when Dumba gets like the headlock from Landis Cog and is brought to the ground too. <laughs> well, and it's 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 honestly ridiculous. I don't I, like. I understand when you're in a playoff series and you're like, "We'll see you in two days," and like, everything <laughs> yeah, right. Like you, your whole series is built up. Or your whole season is built up to that matchup and that's live or die. Every game is live or die. And you're like, we're not backing down from you. Like (laughs) one against Minnesota this year with multiple blowouts. What point is Matt Dumba and company making? Oh, you're not going to back down while you're getting your ass kicked again. (laughs) Like, Oh, you guys, you guys had a ton of shit go your way tonight. And you only lost by one this time. We still ended. We still ended your your eleven game home ice winning streak. Like we we were we were the last team to beat you here. Now we're the next team to beat you on to on on Wednesday. Like, great. Now what? Like, I don't. I what message? What tone are you setting that you're that you're not gonna take getting your ass kicked lying down? You already have. I. I did not know Matt Dumba was still playing this season because it's like twice this year his leg has bent the wrong way. I was like, "You're still playing against the Avs." <laughs> I've been I've been thrilled that both of those injuries, which both looked bad when they happened, yeah, yeah, he just came back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Scott was giving some rabbit punches at the end in the in the scrum. <laughs> Pretty fun to watch. I just, I I'm. I don't know. I guess I just don't. That, Ooh, that, that was that was something I didn't get. That's a good take from Matt Briggle there too. Avs are undefeated with fans in the building. In fact, Ball Arena is undefeated with fans in the building, and Minnesota loses their first game with fans back. <laughs> oh, that was their first game. Yeah. Wow. Uh, hmm. <laughs> well, like happy the fans are starting to get back. Super excited to not go to the home run derby. Of course, failed. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Fans had some. What is happening here? <laughs> oh, I don't know what the, that goodness. signal means, Allie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Allie's like, Allie's I want to like, go to sleep. There was some pent up, pent up rage between the fans on, what was that, Saturday night? Just a lot of yelling. Blaze, you, you came back to the show. So give us your final thoughts and we'll get out of here. Yeah, I mean, for the Avs, like, it's awesome. Like, uh, you know, it's for, like, the long term, right, going into the playoffs and stuff, it's awesome that everyone's scoring. (laughs) But when the top six is on, you're not stopping this team. All right. I like to see it. All the consternation about can they keep Zod? How much are they going to pay Grubauer? Look, those are off-season problems, and yeah. like they're they're interesting conversations and all that. But I I I tell you, this team is so good. Yeah, it's oh, fun. It's fun. <laughs> the team, the team is good. I, I don't know. I don't know how else to put it. So, you know, <laughs> this has to stop. I'm gonna have a stroke. I can't even. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't have a stroke, but oh, no. if you're looking did for I a stroke, okay. <laughs> oh, no. what did I do? Head on over to manscaped.com and use code DNVR20 to get yourself set up for the perfect package 3.0. Look. If it's getting stroked, it's got to look good, right? I mean, it's, it's just the way it's got to go. You know how it is, one way or another. Do it for yourself. Do it for your lady. Have your lady do it for you. It works for no, everybody. Don't, All right. Don't, don't assume. Doesn't have to be a lady. Whatever. Whatever's doing True. the stroking. Yeah, sure. That's fair. You whatever, know, it don't no matter. No shaming. Whatever's doing the stroking, they've got to be. They've got to be enjoying themselves too. One hundred percent. Manscaped can help you out there, whether it be below like the belt said, or whatever, instead of whoever. <laughs> Look, I'm not. I'm mm-mm. also. I'm, if you have a, I'm not playing. Uh, the, I'm not. I'm not assuming. Do there's people out there? No kink they, shaming here. They've got. They've got. They've got preferred pronouns. Just trying to respect everybody here. Bruno, also, you should mention that if you're if you have an online doctor's visit, visit, you know, you might want to make sure that you're nice and clean down there as well. 
Yeah, that's, that's true. true. You yeah. want you want your doctor to have extra respect for you on Zoom care. Yeah. There you go. That's true. Clean the um, shit up. The comments are saying, bruh, chill. <laughs> I agree with all of those. Because <laughs> I'll continue moving you guys all around. <laughs> I'm sorry to the chat, but I was waiting the entire podcast to do that. That's what happens at the doctor's visit when they tell you to cough. Just a little bit of moving around. That's all. <laughs> on that note we are out of here for tonight thank you everyone for watching listening however you consume the podcast again we're back on this main channel if you're not on the main channel go over to it it's just dnvr subscribe helps us out a ton highly recommend it we love all y'all no matter how you listen even if it's on the podcast after the fact we are back tomorrow at 1 p.m our normal non-game time podcast yeah. We got a lot of talk about Nate Clerman coming up. Indeed. <laughs> Nate Clerman signed to a contract. I'm sure that'll be a good three-minute conversation. Anyway, this thank is, you. Are you leading into another Manscaped read? <laughs> <laughs> Three minutes. Is, you, you assume a lot of me. Uh, <laughs> hope y'all have a wonderful evening, and we will talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>